Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. This is Amy Barker. And this is Richard Gray. And from the Geek Actually Studios, this is Podcast Pillow Fort. Coming up today, we will talk about some new podcasts coming out in 2015. We'll make our podcast resolutions for 2015. And we'll wrap up with a king-size stuff we learned this week. So grab your headphones, a tall drink, and join us in the Pillow Fort. Yes, we're back. we're back. 2015. Yes. Can you believe it? So if you've been struggling along with us with our shorter episodes, which yeah. we really enjoyed, we're going to do more Really good fun. Yeah. Yeah. But this is, this is a full-on pillow fort experience. Ready to go. Get, you know, build the fort, get the drink, join us, we're here. Yeah, we've, it's we've, good to be back. We've actually built a pillow fort. We have. We at, have, which is why of, this sounds a little bit more intimate. Yeah, If yeah. you hear, you know, it sounds a little different I'm today. I'm in my, in my Hugh Hefner robe. Oh, and, and it looks good on you. With a drink in my hand. It suits. It suits. And, yeah. Uh, I got a cup of tea because, you just, know, that's how I roll. moseying up to David over there and saying, <laughs> hey. would you like to join me in the Ford? <laughs> no. And he says no. No. Well, 2015, Amy. Yes. Big year for podcasting Holy already. Holy crap. We're I did a blog post yes. and talked about a whole bunch of new stuff. But we thought podcastpillarfort.com. That's the one. And so we thought we'd talk about a couple of them in particular, some of the... The bigger ones, well, actually, no, maybe not so. Well, yeah, some of the odd ones, I thought. Medium to big. Medium to big. Because <laughs> you expect people like NPR to have new stuff coming out. Yeah. Um, and the first one, yeah, Maximum Fun. I mean, that's what they do, or podcasts. And so, but they've got a new one in an area that they haven't done before. And so, this is Pop Rocket from Maximum Fun. And it's all pop culture. And it's all stuff that I listen to a lot of because I do all the pop culture happy hour and uh, slate culture gab fest, that sort of thing. Um, but they are going into this this realm themselves. And they've got it, two episodes are out at the recording of this now. And I've listened to both of them. I'm warming up to it. I have to say the first episode I was a little mm, about, but it's kind of like the uh, the pilot of a television show. You can't really, I don't think you can really judge a whole series by its first, you know, cab off the rank. So mm. I'm going to give this one a little while because they've got some really good people. They've got a guy who's a DJ on there. Nice. And comedian. They've got um, some writers. So it's going to be a nice mix of people. And I think we've got a little clip here. All right, Oliver, what's your jam? I never thought I'd be plugging a song that's on a soundtrack for SpongeBob SquarePants, but <laughs> we have arrived here. This is NERD, which I, I can't remember the last time they, they were really united as a group, but basically mm-hmm. it's the Neptunes. Um, Pharrell and Chad Hugo reunited, and it's called Squeeze Me. Yay! Yeah! <laughs> I'm in. gotten obviously the last two years have been the years of pharrell but it's been pharrell and his sort of niles rogers 70s disco groove 
And it's really fun to hear him and Chad not just reunite, but actually make a, a track that sounds like a Neptune's track. Like that is unmistakably some early OOs brought into the present. Ooh. Neptune stees, like the big synth sound, the chords, the arrangement. I mean, it's it is a song that's made for the SpongeBob SquarePants soundtrack. So it's not going <laughs> to be the deepest tracks. Then again, Happy was not exactly like a yeah. tour de force of songwriting either. <laughs> but it is catchy, and I I just like hearing that Neptune sound. It's been too long. Ah. See, and that's uh, this guy, the guy that was just talking, that's Oliver Wang. Yes, and you were making the joke about Wang before. I wasn't going to say a word. Uh, yeah, but you were thinking it. I can tell from here. The listeners can't hear me thinking it. Yeah, they can. Oh. And, and he just brings a really nice dynamic to this space. Um, and they have women and men. And so it's, you know, I'm going to watch this space. I'm women not, folk, you say. I know. It's crazy. On huh? a podcast? I know. Who the funk? <laughs> so that's Pop Rocket. from. Did you get a chance to listen to that one? I did actually. I listened yeah. to that one. That was quite fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't listen to the first episode, just the one that you sent me. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, that's definitely one I could add to it. And and when we get to our, my podcast resolutions a bit later, I, I think I'll, it's it, one of my things is to expand my range. There you so go. yeah, it's definitely one that I will be interested in. Cool. But what's next, Amy? Uh, uh, I see what you did there. See what, what the other people don't know is that the next thing on the on the list to talk about is a podcast called next yeah there you go so this is next and it's uh surprisingly coming from microsoft of all people in this world so they're going to be talking uh, surprisingly about technology and they're going to have the show that i heard so far it was a shorter show it was only about 15 minutes and they're going to talk about innovation and creation and technology. And the first episode, they really blew it out of the water and had George Takei. So, I oh mean, my. right? So, I think we do have a little <laughs> clip about with George Takei talking on next. Another thing I saw in the uh, garage was this universal translator, what we called the universal translator on the Star Trek. Skype translator, yeah. Uh, it's been compared to the universal translator in the Star Trek uh, TV series. Exactly. Where uh, the person I see on the screen is in Germany and talking to me in German, and uh, it's automatically translated audially as well as visually in print on the screen. And uh, I can answer back in English, and uh, he gets my response uh, again, both uh audially uh, translated and visually translated on his screen. That is, like, I had yeah. to listen to that a couple times because I kept going, wait a minute, wait a minute. So I can speak to somebody else mm. in another language. It's translated to them and they, it blows my mind. I never need to learn another language again. That's it. I'm giving it up. <laughs> Learning nothing else. Well, Stuff okay. this culture nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's awesome. I've Unbelievable. Said, it's the one thing from Star Trek, apart from replicators and holodecks, that I really, really, really want to Transporters. And transporters. Okay. Well, yeah. It's in the top five <laughs> things. Uh, and obviously, you know, light speed travel and all that well, sort of stuff. Well, there's that. There's that. There's and, that. And all the women folk that seems to, to, to hold if you're a Starfleet captain. Yes. Mm. Well, just be a Starfleet captain. Or, just... or a first officer in the case of the next generation. Oh, but see, then you have to do the like, you know, stand up on the thing with the foot and, and make all the stupid, no. And no. a little, little tugging of the yes, shirt. Yes, yeah, a... yeah, absolutely. No, I really, I was really surprised. I was expecting that to be a big ad for Microsoft. Yeah. And it didn't come off as that to me. That's good. I'd be interested to see, like I said, you know, it's like the pilot of a TV show. You got to give it a few episodes, but. I think they probably won't have any episodes brought to you by MailChimp. <laughs> Some, oh. <laughs> Oh, that's kind of uh, sad. Sorry, <laughs> I have to play it. Support for cereal comes from Mailchimp. <laughs> from Mailchimp. Mail. 
came chimp. <laughs> or will we ever find out who the male chimp? They didn't solve is? that by the end of season no. serial season one. Maybe that's what serial season two will be. It's like, who is the male chimp? Who girl? is the male chimp girl? <laughs> <laughs> I'd listen to twelve episodes of her. Yeah, I'd be down yeah. for that. I'd be down for that. It's about me. Um, So then another one of the podcasts that has started out, uh, that's starting out this year that was sort of unexpected for me was uh, something called Upvoted. And it's from the Reddit community. Mm. And so what they're going to do is take some of the stories that uh, have come up on Reddit. So it's angry and unorganized? (laughs) (laughs) A little bit. (laughs) And all those stories that get upvoted on Reddit. Now, I'm not a Reddit person you know, I have scratched the surface, but I'm not one of those Reddit I'm, people, I'm Reddit person, no. so I don't understand it totally. But apparently, people vote on things and they go up and it stories looks get like popular. the internet circa, you know, nineteen ninety. Yeah, no, look, it does great things. Some people really love it, but it's really and powerful. Absolutely, so, yeah. and this, they're gonna so dig a little deeper into some of the stories. Um, I didn't pull a clip from this one. I have to say, to me, it felt this particular podcast and again it's their first one it felt very um like they were trying to sell reddit to me like mm. here's how great the community is and you should come join us and look how powerful it is and i just it it left a bad taste in my mouth it's interesting because you were saying that the microsoft one was anything but that and exactly. they're, they're a massive multinational yeah and and reddit which is meant to be you know a very social thing all about the people and yeah. not sort of pushing an agenda yeah so so to speak were actually doing that. It felt that yeah. way. Again, I mean, like I said, it was one episode. I can't really judge the whole thing on one episode, but we'll see yeah. how it goes. And it was a very engaging story that they spoke about on it, but it just kept coming back. To, it felt like going to church, you know? And yeah. it's like, hey, come join us. We're great. You know? Anyway, so I'll listen to it again and I'll listen to another no, episode. No, I didn't, I didn't give that one a listen. Mostly yeah. you, there was nothing you, uh, there were no clips that we were playing yeah. this week, but uh, it, it's not one that would have, Grabbed my attention. Were no, not for and I was surprised. Know. I was surprised mm. that Reddit were jumping in there, but we'll see how we go. I mean, and clearly they have a lot of material to pull from, mm. so they'll definitely have some stuff, and and people will be pushing their own stories to get onto the podcast. I'm sure. Now this next one fascinates me. Yeah. So this is the illusionist, not the illusionist. Mm. Two different things altogether. From our friends at Radiotopia. It's magic words. It is. So they're studying language and it's Helen Zaltzman who is also the host of, now I've got to get this right because she's the host of um, Answer Me This, another podcast. And one of the things I really liked when I went and first looked at was looking at the illusionist, illusionist. They use Boggle, you know, Boggle the game, yeah, 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 as yeah. as their little icon. I'm making hand <laughs> gestures to to Richard while I'm talking to him, um, which you can't see. And so they're spelling we'll out. Put those up on the side. Oh, okay, cool. And they put up the so they're spelling out things in the Boggle Square with the little Boggle letters for all the different episodes, which I thought was really clever. And it's a so it's a show about words and language and how we use it and all. Oh, it's been. I, I, they just have so much that they can dig into here. And again, this is a shorter show. Mm. The one, they're 15, 20 minute shows. Mm. So interesting that, especially coming off of mm. the conversations we were having over summer, these shorter shows that are coming out. Yes. So yeah, it's another one you can really sort of binge listen to. If you miss a few episodes, you just go back and put them all up. And we have, now which one did we get here? Oh, there it is. So episode two which is out now, <laughs> is all about... Um, I love the title of this episode. Yes. What is the title of this episode? Bosom Holder. Yes. It's all about bras. And we do have a little clip here uh, from Helen Saltzman. There are loads of synonyms for underwear. 
undergarments, foundation garments, scanties, intimates, unmentionables, lingerie, skivvies, smalls. And there are lots of synonyms for underpants, knickers, undercrackers, grandies, drawers, panties, bloomers, briefs, banana hammock. If you're getting turned on by this list, please switch off this podcast immediately and go for a brisk walk. There's also a huge variety of terms, slang, medical and otherwise, for the body parts contained in underwear. But when it comes to bras, are you going to use any other word than bra? Yes, Helen, I call bras by their full name, brasier. No, you don't. I've never heard anybody use that word. (laughs) Now, I take issue with that Mm. because there is another word for bra. Boob cups. Well, there's boob cups. Oh. Yes, you could say that. That's two say words. Over the shoulder, Actually, to be, to be fair, that's Over the words. shoulder boulder holder. That's a lot. That's more than one word. I though. know, but they were talking slang words as that's well. True. That is something that yeah. people do call it. But that's the kind of thing. I mean, they they don't shy away from sort of, you know, lowbrow humor. That's good. And dig into all how we use language, why we use language, why we don't say things. Really clever. It's an interesting companion to the one we did a little while ago. Yeah. The, um, yes. Uh, the quick and dirty tips. Yes. With, uh, Grammar, Grammar girl. girl. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So because that, that sort of takes a very different perspective to it. Yes. More about usage, academic. academic. Yeah. Usage, yeah. yeah. Whereas this is more common language, that sort of thing. This is more so, your Stephen Fry end of things. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, and I really like the hostess. She's the host. She's fantastic. She's very funny. Um, and no, it's good. I like that one. Yeah, was, yeah, I did too. Interesting that we've seen some of the ones that are shorter. You know, that we're yeah. getting away from longer content in those those newer shows. So, but there's a fuller list of more shows, new shows coming out this season, and. I have a, I'm now, was this one of the new ones that they put out on the back of their big campaign last yes. year? Right. Yes. So this is Radiotopia. We, we covered this at the time. Yes. Radiotopia were doing a big Kickstarter campaign Huge. to fund. And they made like $600,000 off that or something. amount of money. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was to fund their existing programs and to start some new ones and so forth. And mm. they gave out ringtones and T-shirts and things as a yeah. result of this. But it was, a, it was a really big campaign. Very successful it's campaign. probably the most successful podcast campaign. Oh, I'd say so. Ever. For sure. Yeah. And one of the things that they said coming off of that Kickstarter is they really wanted to encourage not only new voices in podcasting sphere, but uh, female voices because it tends, the hosts and the producers tend to be uh, predominantly male. So it's interesting to hear, Mm. I mean, from my perspective, uh, more women getting into the, getting into this. So that's cool. Yeah, no, my other podcast uh, behind the panels is a bit of a uh, sausage fest. Sausage fest, it is. Yeah. Yeah. That we, we we've had you've had female we've had voices girls on you've yeah had girls in the clubhouse before yeah yeah I mean it's yeah like we occasionally let them in <laughs> well you know they as long as they come bearing tea <laughs> you must come bearing gifts otherwise you're not in <laughs> to be fair we 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 demand that of all our guests well that's true yeah yeah hey wait a minute <laughs> oh we haven't had any guests so no we there haven't we had any guests that's next section there we go. So what is so, we're we moving on to our podcast resolutions for the yeah, year? So, this, I don't so have let a me come back to this. No, this. okay, but let me wrap this up by saying there is um, on the website. Yeah. I've put up a blog post. I'll probably be adding some more in the next couple yes. of days. Good post. Uh, lists of links to all of these new podcasts and another one that hasn't made it up there yet. But I'm gonna uh, put a little bit about it. Invisibilia from oh, NPR. Yeah. Just listened to a couple episodes of that today. Oh my God, seriously, don't listen to it around people that you don't mind crying in front of because you make it a little emotional in parts of it. It's pretty full on. So 
like I said, I'll put links to that. We'll put links to all these other ones that are on here. Upvoted, uh, Pop Rocket, Next, and Illusionist. And you can go and listen to those and tell us what you think. Cool. Go check out podcastpillarfort.com for all those links. Absolutely. Uh, we put all these links to all the shows we talk about in the show notes for each episode. Absolutely. So if you're only getting this through iTunes or Stitcher or one of the other aggregators, go to podcastpillarfort.com to get all that stuff. Yes. Now, I don't have a theme for this next section because <gasps> it's a new section for a new year. But these are our podcast resolutions for Yay. 2015. Uh, every year we all make uh, New Year's resolutions we don't keep. Uh, so we're going to make some podcast resolutions we hope to keep. I usually don't make New Year's resolutions. I make birthday resolutions. Me too. Yeah. I make goals for my birthday. I do that every yeah. year on my birthday and I make a list and say, this is what I want to accomplish before my next yeah. birthday. But yeah. I don't usually, but no, I thought, I you know, either. 2015, let's, let's start a it's new a trend. Nice, it's the back to the future part two year. Absolutely. So let's, let's, let's. So are you going to start with your resolutions? I will. Um, I've resolved. Well, this is, this is sort of a, a, I don't know whether this is a plug for the other show or not, but it is yeah, actually right. something I wanted to do very consciously yes. this year, which is do more live shows for the ah. other podcasts I do. I mentioned before, Behind the Panels. It's yes. our comic book, uh, book club sort of show. Uh, and... And we've already booked no less than eight live shows for that. Jesus. So if you go to behindthepanels.net, you'll see all the, the links to the shows we've got. We've got two of them coming up here in Sydney um, early next year. Um, wow. Early this year, I should say. Oh, this year, yeah, 2015. This year. <laughs> uh, 11th of February is our next one that we're doing. And so we're actually kicking off because the, the, the only live shows we did last year were in uh, September. Wow. In Sydney at the Oz Comic Con. And Which were so good. We, they I were did, very well received. Well, I did that with David McVeigh. Yeah. And uh, we also did, uh, we also had guests there nice. uh, from the comics industry on stage talking about um, the books they loved, right. basically. And. It was so much fun just having yeah. a live audience there. It's a completely different vibe to this where we're sitting in a studio yeah. with notes in front of us talking about, you know, things that we've prepared. It's got to be a bit scary though. It's frightening. Yeah. Um, but it's also one of the most exciting and rewarding things I've ever done. So Fantastic. just really pushing, you know, that whole thing because live podcasts are really becoming a big thing in the States at the moment. Yeah. And oh, I don't yeah. think we do it as much Hound here. Tall. That's, Hound Tall. Hound does Tall does is, it, is a really it, great. Yeah. yeah. Really successful. And that's like kind of their format for every episode. Sure. But every... You co- want to be Greg Proops, don't you? I do. Deep down in your heart. I want to come out. I want people to bring me <laughs> drinks bring and uh, gifts, gifts and, and vodka and, yeah. and, 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 and come kittens out and McTavish. go, hurrah, hurrah, kittens. <laughs> but yeah, that's, that's, that's really Fantastic. something I want to do more of this year. And, and, cool. and we are. So far, we're, we're planning two shows in Sydney and then two in Melbourne and then two in Brisbane. Wow. And then another two in Sydney. I'm never going to see you this year. No. Bye. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> so what else? What else do you want to do? Oh, I'll go through all mine then. Okay. Well, I, I, as I was sort of alluding to before, uh, I was saying that I wanted to expand the range of podcasts I listen sure. to. Because I tend to get into the same small circle of shows. And but don't we all do that? We do, but I, I kind of then just get stuck on the same ones to listen to it, which is not great when you're doing a podcast show about podcasts. Isn't that sort of the point of this show? It is, but I want to be able to – I just want to expand the range of stuff I'm listening to because yeah. I, I think – one of the the great things about podcasts is that you have access to a whole bunch of opinions that aren't yours, right? Or the people, the sort of group that you share, and maybe I'll listen to like a really right wing podcast yeah. this year, just to just to yeah. get angry and throw my iPod across the I room. I used to listen to Rush Limbaugh when I lived in the states, yes. just to hear the other side of the you know conversation because because it it baffles me. But but they're not the sort of ones that I was thinking of. It's kind of like. 
it's even things like the read, which you yeah. introduced me to on this show, yeah. would not have been on my radar at all. Right. Um, but there's also a, a podcast I was looking at. So I was looking at these lists of like the best podcasts of 2014 and, right. and best podcasts ever and all that kind of stuff. Yes. And there's one called The Moth. Which oh, is, God, uh, that one's huge. Which I've heard is a, it's a podcast about stories told <gasps> live in a room without notes. Yes. And it Oh, just, God, if it, you haven't listened to The Moth. No, I haven't. Jesus. And it's yeah. just something that appeals to me. And I've yeah. never listened to that because it's just not in my wheelhouse. Right. And also you've been plugging it for ages and I know it's huge. Oh, God. Welcome to Night Vale. Justin, so. Justin, tweet us about Welcome to Night Vale. Make <laughs> him listen to it. <laughs> but And on top of all that, I guess the main thing for me is to actually find more time to yes. listen to podcasts because yeah. I walk to work. It's a 10-minute walk that I have to work. Yes. So finding new ways of incorporating podcasting into my life that may mean things like, you know, the other New Year's resolution, more <gasps> exercise. Oh. But maybe it's just a matter of finding an exercise I enjoy. Yes. Yes. There's there's always that, <laughs> and but it also has to be an exercise that allows that, me to to, yes. to have. So like swimming would be kind of out not unless you great have, for, yes not for good for listening. Unless you think maybe a waterproof kind of. Do they make like a water? Oh, I'm sure they do. There has to be something. Well, if there's not, there's a market for it. There Doing is. Doing lots of laps listening to podcasts. Okay, we need to we need to write this down yeah. <laughs> and come up with it or and record not, it somehow. Oh yeah, and not let anybody else know about our good idea. Cool. Okay. Patent pending, patent pending, patent pending. <laughs> Absolutely. Look at us solving the world's problems. Amy, if that is your real name. It is. Um, what are your resolutions for 2015? 2015. Okay, well, I, I have three as well. Uh, my first one, and I have here written here, bring on the funny. I don't listen to enough comedy podcasts. Ooh. I realize that. I was listening, I mean, Greg Proops, you know, we've spoken about before, and some of the podcasts I listen to end up being funny you know mm. it's just people that are clever and they you know and a lot of comedians do a lot of podcasting yes. but i want to focus on some really funny shit and i went and had a look at i i use pod bay at work yes. to just stream podcasts when i you know want something on when i'm doing something sort of mundane and i had a look at some of the top ones and there's like a whole bunch of them out there but i'd like to tease out some ones that I hadn't seen before and there's this one called No Such Thing as Fish <laughs> and okay hang on because I actually wrote down what it is so No Such Thing as Fish is the weekly podcast from the QI researchers oh wow totally want to get into that one because oh, I love yeah, QI right it's where half my casual facts come from same here except half of them are bullshit but that's okay oh really we won't even get into that we're gonna, not going to argue with QI because I know people really love it and the Stephen uh, Fry you can't say no to Stephen Fry. Oh no, you can't say no to Stephen Fry, but I say no to their researchers sometimes. Uh, oh, but that's okay. The QI elves. Yes, that's right. The QI elves. But mm. I love QI, and so I figured that's going to be a really funny one, and clever, and just bring in a lot of really different <laughs> comedy into my space. No, I, I, I and the other one that it. jumped out at me was Nerd Poker. Love Have you heard of Nerd Poker? Have you heard of this? Love the title. It but is. No, I uh, a weekly podcast where a group of people that have been playing D&D for years and years get together and they just decided to start recording it because it's a bunch of funny people who just really enjoy each other's company playing D&D and shooting the shit. And I huh. listened to about five minutes of one of them and it was hysterical. And it's people you know, a couple of voices you know, a couple of voices you don't. And I, I just want to get into it. I, I, you know... The nice thing, and I think people have spoken about this before, with guys, a lot of times it's coming together around some sort of activity and having the discussion around it. And the discussion comes out of, 
the sidebars of the activity. So, you know, you come together and you play golf or you come together and you do something else. Or some people come together and play magic, but, you know, we won't mention that. And these guys get together and play D&D and just shoot the shit. Very funny. One of the main guys on this is Brian Posen, yes. who is an actor-comedian who yes. you will all recognize. You, if you don't know him, many, many the things. second you hear his voice, you know who he is. Yeah. You know exactly who he is. He was on like Sarah Silverman and all that Tons kind of stuff. Tons of stuff. Tons of stuff. Mission Hill. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely one I'm going to check out as yes. well. That so, I like really, that really cool. one. Um, one of my other uh, resolutions for this year is I want to build up our website to be more than just the show notes, which, you know, to start out, that was something that we needed a space for that. And so we created that. I started writing a few more blog posts. And I don't yeah. know if either of you have seen this yet, but I started a big list of podcast networks. And I've started mm. a new page on the podcast Pillow Fort page of all the networks just as a resource. So if somebody's looking for new content, the page is there. I've started it. and if But I do need some help. So if there's anybody out there, go to Podcast Pillow Fort. There's a l- link at the top that just says, you know, podcast networks. Click on it. Have a look. And if there's anything that's missing, let me know and I will add it. And you can let us know that at feedback at behind, uh, sorry, feedback ah, at podcastpillowfort.com. <laughs> you I'm can. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and all the show notes will still be there, but I'd like to build that space to be a good resource to go to if you're looking for something new or share what you know. It'd be a lot of fun. That's really, really, really cool. Yeah. Because cool. uh, the ones that I'd seen that were out there seemed... Uh, they would. I'd seen a few lists of these networks out there, but they were they hit all the big ones, but they missed a lot of the smaller ones, or they were aggregating a lot of different podcasts. Uh, they'd have a some lists of the the networks, but also lists of tools and all these. So it was all sort of jumbled up together. And the Wikipedia page leaves a little bit to be desired. So I thought, eh, what the hell? I'll do it myself. That's excellent. Yeah. So that's cool. And the last thing that I want to do is I'd like to talk to some other podcasters. I mean, I've got a couple guys sitting I'm next to me. I'm another podcaster. Are you? Yeah. I mean, I've got two guys sitting next to me that I talked to about this stuff. But, you know, I'd like to speak to some other people, get some, you know, how other people do this. It'd be great to get along to some of the big podcast kind yeah. of events. That we just met in, in New York and I'll be playing a clip later from a show that in, in the what we've been learning section from mm. a clip. And the clip is actually live from the New York Podfest, yeah, uh, which happened awesome. about a week or two ago. Yes, in New York. Yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a whole bunch of live shows and things that happen there as a, as a bunch of that. And there's the other one. There's the one that we mentioned late last year in LA. In LA, yeah, well, I think it's the LA Podfest. Pod yeah. Uh, so there's big things like that. Yeah, where they have all the big names go and yeah. do, do live shows there. But there's podcasting networks and communities everywhere. And, and, you know, getting us uh, getting not just listed in those networks, but also. Like, as you say, just talking to people. Yeah. Finding out what they're doing. All kinds of stuff. And there's tons of them in Sydney, tons of them in Melbourne. I mean, I've yeah. been connecting with some people on Twitter, which has been really nice. But mm. I'd like to, you know, hear what other people are doing, finding out how they, you know, get their material, how who they, they talk to. How they cast the pod. That's right. Cast your pod. <laughs> that sounds wrong. Yeah, it does. Sound <laughs> yeah, so those are my resolutions for 2015. We'll see. Maybe at the end of the year, we'll come back and see how we did. Excellent. Well, before we resolve to do anything else, mm. let's reflect on what we've been learning. I'm learning. So, Amy, what did you learn over the uh, – <laughs> what, what did you listen to this summer and what kind of learning did you do? I did – now, when we started to talk about this, some of the things are things that I've learned and some are just segments that kind of stuck with me and mm. made me reflect a little bit. And this one came up – this first one came up is a podcast that I had never heard of before, but I've been – 
listening to like crazy. It's called The One You Feed. Mm. And I can't remember. We were, I think we were talking about New Year's resolutions. The whole conversation were coming around New, uh, New Year's resolutions. Now, the title of this podcast comes from a, uh, a story. And the story goes that there's this uh, Cherokee tells his grandson, my son, there's a battle between two wolves inside all of us. One is evil and it's angry and it's jealousy and greed and resentment. And the other one is, is the good wolf. It's joy and peace and hope and love and truth. And the boy thought about it for a moment and he turns to his grandfather and he says, Grandfather, which wolf wins? And the old man turns back quietly and says, it's the one you feed. Mm. So it's that's how they start every episode is they, they reflect on this. The host, Eric Zimmer, speaks about, speaks to people who are working to live a conscious life, to live, cr- use creative efforts to make a life worth living. Now, normally, I hate stuff like this. I find that you get these hosts who are very adamant about what they do, and and they're they yeah, they get turned into a zealot, and you just want to step away from them and go, "It's okay. I don't I don't want to be around you." But somehow, this guy finds lovely people <laughs> who are passionate about what they do, but not annoying. <laughs> <laughs> He talks a lot about meditation and he talks a lot about keeping motivated and how to build habits into your life that are positive for you. And I think part of it is because he does have a lot of different hosts from or a lot mm. of different guests from a lot of different areas. He, he he's very picky about who he brings on. Um, and I have a little clip here about there was a this is actually the host, Eric Zimmer, talking about how he changed the way he thought about um uh, meditation to fit it into his his life i really changed my thinking about it to something more akin to mental hygiene sort of like brushing my teeth we brush our teeth and we're not you know every day going wow i wonder if those look great or are my teeth you know better we just know it's the right thing for our teeth and we do it and so i came to believe that meditation was the right thing for my brain and so i started doing it and i kept my expectations really reasonable and so it's not so much about, so in this in particular, he's talking about meditation and making that a habit and what he wants to do, but it could be with anything. It could be about, like you're talking about exercise earlier and fitting things into your space, but he switched the way he thought about it. So he wasn't thinking that meditation was something that all of a sudden when he gets, when he gets meditating, gets all zen and blissed out and it should be happy. No, he's saying it's just something I need to do every day. Brushing your teeth isn't a fun thing, but you know it's building up to something. Mm. So he changed the way he thought about it. He's got a lot of little stuff like that, and it, I, I go listen to it. It's a really good show. It's not, yeah, it's not preachy. And that's the thing I find surprisingly with a lot of those, though those kind of things. Whenever you get a self help, self motivation thing, it is very preachy. Oh, it is. totally. And I it's all it's all that. about denial rather than yeah. Yes. than what you actually want to do. Yes. So, yeah, that's, it's good. To, I was listening to that one, actually, because they're nice and tight. They're nice. Uh, uh, and they, they vary. They have shorter shows and they have longer yeah. shows. But they're... So that particular one we played a clip from was, wasn't was that long. So No, uh, no, no. 
You can listen to that one in the entirety during your moment of self-reflection. That's right. Okay, so for me, one of the things I learned to do um, over the clip, I, one of the things I wanted to do over the break, and, and I'll have to admit that my podcast listening was a little slack over the break. That's it. Because in the other podcast that I do, we, <laughs> we, we did a 122-issue run as our first book back this year. So Nothing like setting a goal. I was kind of focused on that. But I did I did manage to catch up on a lot of podcasts. I did a lot of walking and, and hanging out. Uh, I had almost two and a half weeks off work. Nice. So that was really lovely. But um, I did catch up with a, um, a podcast that some friends of mine do. And in yes. fact, I was lucky enough to be on a couple of years ago um, down in Melbourne. It's Lee Zachariah. Uh, who you might know from things like uh, the Bazura Project, which plays on, which played on community TV and also played on ABC Two. Cool. Um, and uh, Paul Anthony Nelson, who's a filmmaker. Uh, those guys, great, a lot of fun. Really know their film. The format of their show is that they basically take get a guest in. Yeah. Um, the guest chooses a director, and they go through their entire run Jeez. of um, films. And I also have them to thank because they they did a live show at the Sydney Film Festival last yeah. year, and it was kind of at that moment and they actually got the son of Robert Altman to talk about all of Robert Altman's oh, films. Oh, wow. And it was actually at that moment I kind of thought there is no reason we can't be doing live shows. Right. And so that's why we ended up doing live shows wow. a couple of months later. So it 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 because it was just looked so easy to do. And I thought right. that's their show, well, but it's on stage. Do that? Yeah. You know, so but their show, so they do that. And the first half of their show is that they take um, all the films that release that month. It's a monthly podcast. Right. And they're up to episode fifty five. That gives you an idea of how long they've been wow. doing this for. Um and uh, they so they take a uh, all the all the months review all the months films and then take a director in the second half of the show and go through their entire catalogue. And these boys know their stuff and they so research the hell out of it. And you can sort of hear a little bit about how deep in and how many things they notice in films. This particular episode has a guest, uh, Richard Watts, uh, who is a journalist uh, in, and writer from Melbourne. And he does love to throw an Andre Bazan book in there. <laughs> I don't know how many times What His Cinema shows up in his films, but it's a lot. So he, he's one of the big sort of uh, figures in, in queer cinema, certainly one of the breakers out directors and that was sort of late 80s early 90s was that was his breakout film the living end it was 92 because that feels because like that was part of a sundance film festival where there were there was a lot of strong queer content it was, and it was swoon from tom kalen who's barely seen been seen since um and b ruby rich's essay the new queer cinema um is dating from that time so uh, and interestingly uh, we've mentioned the that that kind of triangle structure that mm. of his characters. The His second film, which we haven't been able to see, is, I think, about three couples. One gay, one straight, one lesbian couple who, on a weekend together, kind of, of course, break. And uh, the, the director they were, of course, talking about there was Gregor Aki, who I neglected to mention at the top of that. Sure. Um, but, yeah, that kind of gives you a flavour of, of what each episode is like. So do you um, have to have... L- Sometimes I find with some of the film podcasts, I have to have seen all the films to to really no, be able to engage with it. And this is the thing: when when I was watching their live show for yeah. Robert Altman, and Robert Altman's Huge. done so yeah. many films in so many different genres and right. so many uh, different types. Like he and he just kept changing up, and that was one of their points. Yeah. And there was a whole bunch of the early stuff because they watched everything. Right. You know? And the good, uh, the bad, yeah, everything yeah. in between. And in fact, the director that I did when I was on there was Sergio Leone. Okay. Uh, speaking of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, <laughs> and the reason I did that was because he's only made like seven or eight films. <laughs> so I didn't have a lot to go through. Um, but they, 
they go through everything wow. and they watch everything. They know everything. They research it to hell. That's good. Um, and so even if they only touch on a film for a minute or two, right? Um, it comes from a place of real knowledge. Sure, um, sure. And so they can just really just just reel off all this nice. stuff. And and that really came to the front when they were doing the li- their live show and they had Robert Altman's son and they were just started saying, he goes, wow, I didn't know that uh, about my phone. Wow. You know, so I was kind of like, wow. Wow. So all those sorts of things. So great show and I love those guys. They really support us as well. They've actually got a link to our shows on oh, nice. their website. So giving them a plug as well. But it was yeah. just one I, I felt the need to catch up on because I'd fallen behind. Sure. Well, um, that's, you know, I guess that comes but, from doing something like this, doing this this podcast about podcasts yeah. is that you're going to end up listening to things and things are going to drop away and, but they've and had some wax really, and wane. Yeah, they've had some really big guests on. They've had filmmakers. They've yeah. had, you know, other critics. They've had sure. um, friends on. Um, but that's you know, interesting because a lot of times with that I find with those particular fan uh, shows, it's the panel that have a discussion and the occasional guest. Yeah, you know. So this and is yeah, this yeah. Is built around the guest, and so it's really they drive the first half of the show, right? And the guest drives the second half of the show. Nice. So that's it's a, it's it's a really interesting format. And I really like what they're doing with that. Cool. And it's, uh, it's something that uh, that you are know, they long? Are the shows long? They're an, they're a tight hour. Wow, um, and they do record longer, but they edit it back sure, and stuff. So sure. it, it is a, um, uh, and that's something they consciously do. But yeah. uh, they have very defined sections in there nice. as well. But it's a, it's a great show, great film show, particularly if you just want someone, if you want to listen to the first half and just catch up on what you've missed that month. Sure. So uh, one I recommend. Very good. What else I've, have you learned, to Amy? Uh, well, I've been listening to lots of stuff, and I went back and listened to. Uh, I've been going back to some of the Slate podcasts mm. and there's a particular one that I like a lot <laughs> called the Double X Gab Fest and if you haven't figured out by the title it's a uh, female centric podcast um, they have sort of a rotating panel that they have on yeah how fast I, I know it really fast yeah. and they have to hold on and you can hear <laughs> it in their voices so you get lots of writers, lots of critics, and they talk about highbrow, lowbrow, all sorts of things that affect women and uh, monobrows. I mentioned monobrows. Monobrows like, yeah. a lot. Mm. Um, and I do have a little clip here, and this is uh, Noreen Malone, Hannah Rosen. Hannah Rosen's on most of the time, and June Thomas, and. They're talking about the language around, oh God, it's going to sound so wanky when I say it, the <laughs> language around complimenting people and especially complimenting women and how it can be sort of a loaded thing. The sort of undermining compliment that I have been thinking about, a boss once wrote me a very, it was meant as a very nice note about something I'd written. And he said, oh, this piece totally had your voice. It was so brassy. And I just <laughs> recoiled because like, what the hell, man? <laughs> Who wants to think of themselves as like a brassy dame, you know? And that's like, that's, you think of Noreen, you think of brassy. And, <laughs> and I think he just like hadn't thought about it as much as I was thinking about it. But, but there was something like, okay, this shines brightly. It's a reflective surface, but he wasn't saying like oh this is like such a deeply considered work of journalism he's like brassy hey, hey what else Noreen, you got <laughs> Noreen you are not brassy I don't no. want to say that at I, all I, yeah it also sort of scrambled my my like is this really like how people see me that's strange but it's the same thing when people this is this isn't related to work but you know people will also often say that a woman's cute you know which has a mm-hmm. just a way of of sort of minimizing while complimenting mm-hmm. there there is something going on there that's yeah. like boobs, boobs. <laughs> i overthink words it's true yes. <laughs> i just said boobs have now come up twice <laughs> they tend to do that i like that clip it was cute <sighs> no yeah 
cute bugs me. It is just one of those words that gets under my skin. It's it's. It, I like it. It's cute. Oh, it's a thing. It's not a person. You know, Smurfs are cute. Kittens are cute. You know, humans. Hey, no, no, Smurfs are, are evil. Yes, that's okay. right. As we realized earlier today, they're Goddamn a bit racist, <laughs> <laughs> and they're racist. And they're, they're all racist. The same they're very racist. Yeah. They? Except in the newer movies. Uh, anyway, we won't get into Smurf law. <laughs> We'll do, we'll do a Smurf podcast later. We'll do a Smurf yeah. podcast at some point. Smurfcast. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Is anything like a Smodcast? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So that's Slate's Double X Gab Fest. It, yes, it does sort of bring out my feminist leanings, but a lot of times they think they keep each other in check, but it can yeah. get very academic at state, at points. There was one, and I was going to clip this other one where they had a very academic conversation about Kim Kardashian, but then I realized I have brought up Kim Kardashian like a dozen times. The house rules. I know. Set by you. Set by me. It's never mentioned Kim Kardashian or any of the Kardashian See, clan. she's ruined Prince Unless of Star it's Trek one of the me. Star Trek Kardashians. I know, I know. So that's why I clipped this one instead, because I liked it too. And yet, so, you continue. I know. I know. To bring up. I know. All of them. All of them. The mm. Card- Well, maybe I should just talk about the Kardashians mm. instead of the Kardashians. So we're going to talk about any of that clan. Let's talk about Bruce Jenner in the classic <laughs> You Can't Stop the Music. <laughs> that's, 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 if you're going to Yeah. Him, yeah. <laughs> and is he really turning into a woman? Yeah. Like I saw something on the, yeah, the lipstick. I mean, like whatever. He can go do his whole, you know, whatever Whatever makes him happy. Is totally it looks like he has me. been for a while and now he's, I think he's finally saying, yeah, yeah. I'm he just finally one. went there. So, well, yeah. right on. You know, whatever no, does it on. for you. So anyway, that's double. That's Slate's Double X Gab Fest. I'll put a link to that in the show notes. I also listen. There's a show that I've been listening to for a while. It's erratic. Uh, it's the Daily Show podcast without John Stewart. It is very erratic. It's, I will agree with you yeah. there. And it's because it, it's done by the writers and uh, other other crew and co- anyone who's not John Stewart. Basically, right. the writers, the anyone who works on the show. Yeah, and they've they've had lawyers on. They've had yeah. Um, there was one episode recently where Jordan Klepper had a running gag. He's one of the correspondents to the lawyer saying, so you're a lawyer, you take the law into your own hands. So how many people have you killed? <laughs> and he wouldn't let that go. But he was actually, but behind all that, it's actually very much about the process behind The Daily Show. Right. And this particular clip is taken from um, the their live show they did at the New York Podfest. Ah, uh, oh, yes, uh, yes. So, which I mentioned before. Yeah. And uh, they had a couple of the people on stage. They had... Um, uh, one of the head writers, they had uh, Jessica Williams, who you'll hear speak in a minute, mm-hmm. and they had the new correspondent, and his name has escaped me because I've only, right. we'll he's only been notes. on about uh, two uh, shows so far. And he has a very funny uh, story about how he joined The Daily Show. Yes. And this is one of the really interesting things about uh, you know the, this, this podcast is yes. you get an insight into that audition process, that yes. writing process, how someone becomes... Sort of behind the scenes. Yeah, how someone yeah. gets a job like that. Because right. it is kind of the higher brow end of comedy. Oh, of course. Um, but uh, this story is actually from Jessica Williams, who joined the, the show a couple of years ago and yes. become one of the most popular things on the show. Yes. Um, and uh, so much so that most people predict will probably have her own show within Ooh. a few years. Um, but uh, this is her talking about how she auditioned uh, for The Daily Show. Uh, for I, Jessica, it's for still Je- a mystery as to how I got hired. It, there's like, because there's two different stories. My story is that I was auditioning for um, the campaign, that Will Ferrell movie, and then the casting director was like, "Oh, they're casting The Daily Show. Maybe you should submit a tape." And I did it that way. But then um, some of the EPs at The Daily Show have said that they saw my tape, and then I like came in through that way, which right. was really weird. But they just saw like a, a UCB sketch that I did, and then. Was it the Herman Cain one? 
Or no, uh, not that one. That was one of, no, it was my, I did like a, a Venus um, Williams uh, anger sketch on like how to date a guy. And I think <laughs> oh, yeah. I like ripped a dude's dick off in the sketch. Right. Uh, it was a UCB sketch. Um, but uh, maybe I was Serena Williams. Yeah, it was Serena Williams. It's called. Venus would never do that. No, no. I my, think we all know Vivi, that Venus Vivi's would never rip that dick off. Vivi's a little more sensitive. But it was uh, Serena Williams' sex tips is what it was called. And I, I think I just ripped a dude's dick off. And then somebody at work was like, yeah, we saw that Serena Williams tip. <laughs> right. I just knew you had to come in. <laughs> <laughs> and she mentioned um, UCB, that's Upright Citizens Brigade, yes. which is where the um, Hound Tall, that's yes. where that takes place. Yeah, yeah. yeah so UCB. There's a lot of that stuff. And they get a lot of those things, a lot of those stories about you know what comedy trips they came up through a lot yeah. of them have backgrounds Groundly, completely other yeah. Sure, yeah and all this yeah, depends on which you know what their alma mater is and, sure, and all that sure. sort of thing so it's uh, because actually, you forget how many people sorry to interrupt you forget how many people it takes to produce a show like yeah, that yeah and it's actually interesting when you compare that to something else like um Mark Maron's WTF podcast where yes. he talks to a lot of comedians about their how they got into the biz. Yes. And he's actually got a bit of a beanie's bonnet sometimes about the people who came up through Groundlings and, oh, and things like yeah. that. And I can't remember who we had on recently. I think it was um, – it could have been Judd Apatow. Yeah. Um, and he had someone like that on and he was talking to him and, and getting quite – if it wasn't Judd Apatow, it was one of his – Yeah. His, uh, Nicholas, that, it was Nicholas Stoller. Yeah. It was Nicholas Stoller. It in was, that circle. Uh, in that circle. And mm. he came up through that and he kind of felt those comedy people are privileged – because they kind of already have the door half open for them because they're already there, have access to the well, premier comedy stomping grounds. And so he sort of has But it's that. not like they haven't done the work. No, but it's kind of like, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, it's kind of like the, you know, you went to Harvard, so you, you, you're first in line for the next job sort of thing. But and to he, get into Harvard, you have to have yeah, as well, well but he for had, some people. Yeah, exactly. But he had to be an underground about that. But it's interesting to hear those stories about how people came up either through those those kind of groups, right? Um, or they came up through um, Second you know, City, or Second City, yeah, or, yeah, or you said, or UCB, or any of those kind yeah. of things like that. And because you know, a lot of the old Saturday Night Live uh, sort of cast often came up through those improv yeah. groups and whatnot. That's so, why they're there. Yeah. So it's interesting when you know how much of that's behind. Yeah. You know, the twenty odd minutes of the Daily Show you see four nights a week, right? You know, to, to produce those handful of sketches, and they, you know, you hear like those correspondents only do at best half a dozen. Yeah. Field pieces a year. Absolutely. Because the rest of it's a combination of other things. And there's so many different correspondents because there's Jessica Williams and there's Jordan Klepper and there was Asif Mundi up till recently there's and there so was many uh, Jason Jones. Exactly. And all those people who they're the ones you see on camera. Um, and then all the writers and yeah. all the producers and all the sound designers, all these people that sit behind. And like you said, legal. I mean, that yeah. show would have a huge legal yeah. department. And not to mention the, the researchers who, Absol- who do all the fact checking. Oh, and, stuff and like that, that show, you'd so, want to get everything right, yeah. you know, more than a I lot of John shows. I think John Stewart said on a recent show when they got something wrong and then the conservative Fox network jumped on top of them really oh, hard. Oh, I can imagine. Uh, They're the just ex- waiting. Well, he said Fox can be wrong, you know, 90% of the time. <laughs> um and uh, you know, and 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 if as long as they're right once, they're justified. That's right. Said um, you know the Daily but Show. But John Stewart gets it wrong once. The Daily and Show has to be headlines. Uh, yeah. you know, correct a hundred percent of the time. God, was it? You know. I showed you that there was that clip from um, the home shopping thing about mm. them talking about the moon as a planet, yes. as a sun. Was the, the, were you saying that was on John they Stewart? They used that as one of the moments of Zen. Oh, at the, my God. Yeah. The moon The moon is, is a star, right? Is a star, right? Yeah. No, it's a planet. Oh, God. Go look that up on YouTube. It's oh, brilliant. Oh, for pity's sake. We might even yeah. put that in the show notes. Oh, yeah. We'll put a clip of that because that <laughs> made me laugh. Oh, honest to God. It was hysterical. Um. 
So I have something completely different. Um, there's a little show called Dinner Party Download, uh, which we have mentioned before, and it's fabulous. It's The concept behind the show is that we all have social things that we go to, and we should be prepared. It shows you how to win the dinner party. <laughs> you know, come prepared with your stories and your songs and, and people to talk about and interesting things that no one's heard about before, except for the million or so people that download this show. Uh, and they have really specific segments that I think we talked about one where they do a part of history and then a drink to go with it <laughs> and then they have all the recipes yeah, 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 yeah. really cl- i love that segment too um because they go and they'll have a, some obscure part of history and then get a bartender that has some sort of that creates drinks like not just you know your local bartender but somebody who's very creative but someone who has some sort of relevance to that piece of history and so it might be that they um, live in the city where that historic thing took place and, and they come up with some crazy drink to relate back to the historic uh, happening. But that's not what I'm talking about here. They do another segment called, uh, it's they, they invite somebody in and they say, okay, if you were going to have a dinner party, what music would you play? And it's usually a musician. I think they've done a few other people, but it's usually a musician and they talk to the musician for, you know, five or 10 minutes and they get clips from songs that they would play at a dinner party and the musician discusses why they would play this, what's the importance of it, what's the relevance. And what I like about that is you get to see the, like we're talking about with Jon Stewart, you get to see sort of behind the scenes. What's the stuff that the musicians that you like, what are they listening to? What are they influenced by? I love that kind of stuff. And we've got a clip here from Rivers Cuomo from Weezer, which is a band that I've, I've, Bit, bit fond of I think we all are a bit fond of and they did a tour last year of the states and they played their blue album in full I would have loved to have gone to that anyway but this is Rivers Cuomo this is quite a long clip but it goes really quickly talking if he were having a dinner party some of the music he would play hi this is Rivers Cuomo from Weezer I chose songs that were written and released within the last few years because I figured if I had to talk about them I'd want to talk about the songs that I'm currently most excited about rather than songs that maybe a long time ago were very important or historically have been very important to me. And then I'm just kind of talking about how I used to feel, maybe how I should feel now, or I wish I felt now, but, I mean, this is where I'm at. (laughs) When I met you in the summer To my heartbeat sound My first pick is a song called Summer by Calvin Harris. I know nothing about him. All I know is this melody is one of the most uplifting things I've ever heard. First time I heard it, I was at my piano kind of jamming along to some music on shuffle on Spotify. That's how I like to get exposed to new music and new chord progressions. And this song came on, and I immediately went out to get three of my friends. And as the melody kept repeating over and over, we all started holding hands and dancing in a circle. And I met you in the summer, to my heartbeat sound. We fell in love, as the leaves turned brown. It was one of the most joyful moments of my life. I've been playing this song myself on the piano, trying to figure out how it makes me feel so good. The amazing thing, this chorus isn't even a vocal. It's it's all common chords. There's nothing too out there or jazzy. It's it's in a major key. Gosh, 
I, I, I haven't really been able to pin down what it is about it that makes me feel this way. And maybe that's one of the things I love about it. For my second song, I think I would have everyone sit back down, uncover a rock somewhere in their soul to let out a little darker emotions. It's time for a little catharsis. Sia's chandelier. Party girls, don't get hurt, can't feel anything. When will I learn? I push it down, I push it down. To me, the song is, is all about the sound of her voice. It's just incredible pain, and her voice is cracking up. It's something you don't hear on, in most pop singers. She's soaring at the top of her range, and at, at the same time, she's able to make these giant leaps. As a singer, I, I've always loved that sort of big, dramatic vocal line when she says, I'm going to swing on a chandelier. It's huge. It's huge feeling. Again, I don't know a heck of a lot about Sia. I know that she's not super young, like she's closer to my age, which is kind of interesting to me. I know that she's written some really big hits for Rihanna, Beyonce. I think she wasn't necessarily known for singing her own songs herself. She certainly is now. I was trying to work out what it was about that long clip that, that made me feel that way until we all got up and started holding hands and dancing in a circle. <laughs> Just the three of us here it's in the studio. It's never happened yeah. before. <laughs> Not to a podcast, it hasn't happened before. Well, he goes on a little bit further and he talks about, uh, he picks a couple of more songs, um, Alive by Empire of the Sun and then uh, one of the newer um one of his songs from Weezer, I thought it was interesting that, that two of the songs that he chose for his dinner party were by Australians. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And as as Richard knows, I'm a little bit obsessed by that Chandelier song. Yeah. Yeah, I've played it like a hundred times and that's okay because <laughs> you can have obsessions. There's nothing wrong with that. Nope. And I really like the way he described it. But that's, so I'd gone back and caught up because that was an older episode of dinner party download that was from back from october so i was catching up on some podcasts i'd listened to and i no joke when i was listening to that one i popped open a window and i copied and pasted the list of the rivers cuomo stuff because i knew it was going to come up in a podcast Mm. at some point i'm like i don't want to forget this so (laughs) yeah so that one go back listen to that one go get see a chandelier if you haven't heard it like a hundred times. <laughs> <laughs> well, my final little bit of learning comes from a podcast series that I've been listening to for a while, but it's taken me a while to get through them because each episode's well over two hours. Wow. And he, they're, they're big, they're, they're, they're documentary pieces. Is, I am, of course, talking about Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Yeah. And he's got two major podcasts. He used to be a radio host. He's, his Wikipedia page describes him as a political commentator, amateur historian, and podcaster, which barely describes it. Yeah. Um, he used to be radio host. It's one of the top ones, it Hardcore is. History. It's, it comes it's, up it's, in all the lists. Absolutely does. He has two major podcasts. He has Common Sense, which is more yes. his political, his sort of current politics and his, right. his sort of fiercely independent views on that. And, of course, Hardcore History, which as the title would imply, is his more history-based yes. podcast where he's looking at uh, previous historical events. Right. Now, he's got this this major one running on um, his side, uh, his podcast side at the moment called Arm- Blueprint for Armageddon, which, Jesus. and I'm going to play something from the first part of that. He's up for part 
five has just dropped recently mm. and this is basically a big history of the 20th century and how all all the pieces are connected if you follow history through you can see all you know from the first bullet that was fired how that's, uh, that's impacted crazy. everything through and it's an amazing piece and things in the past he's done um have included the American Peril and Prophet of Doom and the uh, the Wrath of uh, the Khans, um, which was a, which was a multiple Khan! part series. Uh, Thor's Angel, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, you know, Radical Thoughts. But he's also got he sort of uh, the it's, they're all free, but he also has extra hardcore history for a dollar ninety nine. He sells extra pieces of these these yeah. lengthy podcasts. Which I think does he do a lot of the? I haven't been to the show notes for this for hardcore history. Does he do? A lot of links and a lot of you know bringing in other information on the website. Well, he's got he's got a very nicely laid out site here, and uh, but the actual no the 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 descriptions are very very minimal. On, oh, okay. On the, on the so uh, he leaves it to the, the podcast to speak yeah, to. Yeah, on, on the main cool. site he leaves it quite, and, and because each episode folds out in a story kind right. of way, and it's, it's ah. usually just him. Talking, he doesn't right. bring in many clips from elsewhere. Interesting, minimal use of effects or music, and uh, it sounds a little bit something like this. You'll get an idea of what I'm talking about. I think you could make the case that the most important individual in the last century is Gavrilo Princip, and Gavrilo Princip is a name very few of you will recognize. How can a person of so little achievement, you know, on the world stage? be perhaps credited with creating the entire world around us? I mean, if if Gavrilo Princip doesn't live, is there a 9-11 attack ever? And if that was all he did, wouldn't he be important? He did a lot more than that. Gavrilo Princip is the reason there was a Second World War. Because Gavrilo Princip is the reason there was a first. And to be fair to Princip, if you could have gone to him and shown him the ramifications of what that one day uh, would do to the world, I, I think he'd be horrified. He wasn't trying you know, to unleash a global world war. Uh, Gavrilo Princip, who you mentioned, who they heard in that clip, and, and I should say the whole podcast is like that. Wow. Uh, it's just him talking. And somehow, even though it goes for two hours, him just talking, it, it's, you get into the Zen moment, we're just listening to him tell the yeah, story, and it's yeah. like, tell me, tell, tell me more. I Damn. want more. <laughs> um, Gavrilo Princip, who he mentions there, is one of the, is one of the assassins of Archduke, Franz Ferdinand. Oh, uh, wow. So his argument from the start of this blueprint for history is like that first shot fired, they said, if we're living in an age of terror now, it started in 1914 when Gavrilo right. Princip fired that 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 first shot. Wow. And then he sort of traces through history. It's like that show that Connections. Point. Do you remember yeah. that TV show Connections? Yeah. I still have some of those books. Mm. <laughs> That's, oh, see, I've been, I've been avoiding that one because of the length. Yeah. And it is definitely something that you need to put on when you've got Time. time and I remember just taking myself out for a really long walk one day and yeah. putting that on. Well, and there just, you go. Just spending longer out because yeah. I was getting into that episode. Sure. And and so that was just one of those ones that 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 uh, triggered over the holiday and and uh, learnt a lot. And I studied the first Second World War. Yeah. Uh, and the interwar period, but I'm learning stuff from this that Finn. I had no and idea. And it sounds like it's uh, the the actual stories behind the stories. It's the details. That he gets into, uh, yeah, very much so. So, I mean, like that's that's one I recommend. But again, you got to put put aside a fair yeah, time. Yeah, it's not one of those fifteen minuteers like we were talking no, about earlier. No, 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 no. <laughs> uh, so that are all the things that we've been doing since we've been gone. We'll be coming back to um, yeah. Well, instead of coming back to our fortnightly format, it'll probably be fortnight between or two weeks, if you prefer, depending on where uh, you're from. <laughs> what side of the hemisphere you're on? <laughs> between now and the next episode. But yes. when we come back for the next one, what we're probably going to do is we'll we're be shake it up a little. 
little bit. Yeah, we'll probably yeah. be doing little half-hour episodes, but they come out every week. Yeah. So we'll be we'll be well, from our point of view, we'll still be recording them every two weeks. Yeah. Um, but you'll hear a new bit of content from Podcast Pillow Fort every week. Yay! So, but a bit shorter, and we think that you know we've heard from people that the sort of podcast that they like listening to. They, to find out about these podcasts, they only need half an hour and then that sends them off listening to more podcasts. That's so, right. That's um, right. That's kind of what we want to do. We want to be an entree yes. to the world of podcasts. That's right. So um, that's it for the first official <gasps> uh, podcast back for 2015. <laughs> so uh, from myself, Amy Barker. And the geek, actually, Tim, we want to thank you for joining us. And we do hope you found some interesting podcasts to listen to. You can follow us on Twitter at Pillow Fortcast and Geek Actually. Uh, you can follow the network at Geek Actually on Twitter. If you'd like some more information or anything you've heard on today's show, you can find us all of the links on our pod- website, podcastpillowfort.com. We hope to see you here next time in the Pillow Fort. <laughs>